Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies. And I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hi, everyone. It is podcast time. And today's episode is about something that I thought was quite relevant to what's happening in the world right now. And it's about goals. The question we are answering today is when do you give up and when do you keep going with your goals? This is a really tough question that some of us may be really experiencing right now because of what is happening astrologically. There's a big event happening in the sky right now between Mars and Saturn. And essentially, just to boil it down for people who are not super into astrology, is that since the middle of March, let's say March 15th, and going until the end of April, April 22nd, there is this transit happening in the sky where Mars and Saturn, these two planets have come together. They're meeting exactly. And this creates this feeling for all of us that it's really hard to reach our goals. Mars is the planet of going after what you want. It's about ambition, about initiative, about drive. But Saturn is this planet that it's coming up against. And Saturn is the great disciplinarian. Saturn is about obstacles challenges, making things hard for you so you can learn the lessons that you're meant to learn. And it's about chipping away at things, slowly toiling over them, not getting beautiful things that you want overnight in the way that Jupiter per se is. So Saturn is a pretty harsh planet. Saturn is about hard work. And so when this disciplinarian, this planet of toil meets up with our planet of activity goals, going for what we want, and creates a sense that right now we are all trying to drive with the parking brake on. So imagine that you're in your car, the parking brake is on, sort of moving a couple inches forward, stalling, moving a couple inches forward, stalling. Another analogy that I like to think about when I think about this transit is that it also feels like sandpaper is covering everything in your life and creating more friction than it needs to be. You know how sometimes when you're going after a goal, it feels like the whole thing is completely frictionless. All these doors are opening for you. You meet the right person at the right time. You get a brilliant idea in the shower or whatever it might be. Things are just easy. This is not one of those moments. There are unexpected obstacles popping up all the time. There are hurdles to leap over, challenges to face, And it can feel like a game of whack-a-mole where just when you feel like you've gotten a little bit of peace in your life, something is popping up that is standing in your way again, that is unexpected. So this is the feeling for this five-week period from March 15th to April 22nd. And I thought it would be a great time to talk about this topic of goals, because right now what the universe is handing us is some difficulty, difficulty in getting our goals accomplished. And you may be saying to yourself, well, maybe I should give up. Maybe this is never going to happen for me. And what I wanted to outline today is just some frameworks for you to think about so you know when you should actually quit and when you should keep going. And it's just a function of you not having 
kept at it for long enough. And I feel like an expert about this topic because I have stuck to a lot of things in life. This podcast is one of those things. My writing is one of those things. My company is one of those things. And I found great success in keeping at it. But I have also quit plenty of things in my life. I have probably quit more things than most people have started. In addition to quitting a lot of things over my lifetime, I've also quit a lot of things very recently over the past three years that I've been running this business. I have quit writing a weekly newsletter for Reset. I also quit a project that I was really excited to start called Dear Reset. And that was meant to be an advice column that I would write for all of your amazing listener questions. I have also quit teaching online classes. So right after the pandemic happened, I dedicated probably a hundred hours of my time into creating online courses. And after investing a lot of time and energy and resources into that project, I also left that behind. I've also had some pretty humongous quitting moments in my career. The first one I can think of was back in 2015 when I was 30 years old. I started this company called Boldwoods, which was actually the precursor to Reset four years before I actually started Reset. I had the same intention. I wanted to unite spirituality into the business world, and I wanted to do that by teaching meditation mindfulness. So I bought the URL, boldwoods.com. I hired my friend to make the website. I hired a graphic designer to help me make marketing materials. I invested a lot of money into training to become a meditation teacher. And at the end of the day, that project did not move forward. Probably worked on it for three or four months. And then I started picking up more contract work and then I started working in venture capital. So it, it all went away very quickly. I also quit teaching yoga after spending a lot of resources on becoming a trained yoga teacher. I also quit the path to becoming a lawyer. I had studied for the LSAT, taken the LSAT, applied to law schools, and then I did not go down that route. That was probably, you know, 200, 300 hours spent, you know, dedicated to the pursuit of going to law school. I wanted to just share these with you so that you know that I am coming to you with this perspective of a person who has quit quite a few things and has also kept going, has been able to accumulate data that might be helpful for you as you think about whether or not you've taken a specific project of yours far enough. Maybe it's not getting the traction that you wanted and you're wondering, are you ready? And is it time to throw in the towel? Okay. So the first thing I will say is the question of whether or not to quit often just amounts to the question of time. Have you put in enough time to know that this is not going to work for you. The amount of time is going to be different for everyone, but just to share from my life personally, I have found that for me, it's taken a little over a year in a bunch of different endeavors before I've felt confident enough to know that I can make the decision whether or not to quit. So for instance, with this podcast, I've been doing this podcast in some iteration or form since December of 2019. So it's been almost two and a half years now. And now we have literally 
tens of thousands of listeners. We have so many listeners. We are in the top one percentile of podcasts. I was researching this the other day and something like if you get 7,000 downloads of your episode within the first seven days, then you're top one percentile. So we're top 1% of all podcast listeners, but the numbers were fairly flat for the first year. Now we get thousands and thousands per episode, but it was like 100, 200, maybe 300 listeners on a really, really good day. And that's how actually a lot of podcasts are. I think the average podcast episode gets 11 listens, but it was pretty slow growth, actually really no growth for that first year or so of doing the podcast. And I had to really change up a few things. And I'll talk about that a little bit later, but with the book, it was very similar. I'd been thinking about writing a book for a few years, but the act of actually sitting down to work on my book proposal, it was about a year and four months from when I started working on the book to when I got an agent and then sold the book. And with the Instagram account, it was really similar too, where I think it probably took the first year to get to 10,000 followers, maybe 20,000. And then the year after that, we got a hundred over a hundred thousand followers in one year. So it's pretty tremendous how in my life things have really broken open after the year mark. And even for my business reset after the pandemic, Things were really, really hard for me because everything had been premised on this physical space that I had invested so much money into, like my entire savings and a loan that I took out. And so after I closed the studio, I had no way of making money to pay back that loan I had taken out and to pay my bills for living. Life is very expensive when you live in New York City. And I was at the bottom of the barrel of my savings. I had no money left. And it really took probably a year, a little under a year, but about a year for me to really feel like I had got my bearings with this new business model and I actually felt comfortable and confident financially that things were going to be okay. And it was actually at the eighth month mark, so eight months after the studio closed, that I thought, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And I was so close to giving up and going and finding a job. I mean, I was in front of my computer looking at job descriptions and wondering if I should apply to certain jobs and thinking, who can even hire me given what I've been up to? I mean, my resume just doesn't really make any sense anymore after I've started this business. And what the through line is, the similarity between my experience with my podcast, my book, and the Instagram account, and all of them taking about a year, more or less, give or take, to see traction is because that's the time it took for me to get really good at doing those things. And they were not my full-time job, but during that year, I was able to put somewhere between 100 and 200 hours to the act of getting better and improving my skill set and feeling like, okay, I've got this now. And for many people, they don't allow themselves the permission to get to that point because you have to let yourself be pretty bad at what you're doing for a very long period of time. I mean, I think I was pretty bad at all these things, writing, making Instagram content, making a podcast that was helpful and compelling to people, 
I mean, I feel like I was pretty bad at these things for at least six months or more. And the challenging part is you kind of know that you're bad and you're not getting any traction. And it's an uncomfortable process because you keep doing this thing that's really, really hard. So I would say that if you can keep going until it doesn't feel so awkward and so scary and so hard anymore, you owe that to yourself. Because if you are judging yourself on whether or not you should quit based on the fact that your output is not very good yet, that's not a true indicator of whether or not you'll be successful. That's like saying to a six-year-old who has just started doing gymnastics, well, we should know if you're going to be able to go to the Olympics or not in the next year. It's just really unfair. you know. So I really believe that time is the most important decision point when you're deciding whether or not to quit. You just ask yourself, have I given myself enough time to actually get good at what I am doing? And see if you can count up the hours, because I really think that that first 50 to 100 hours of doing anything is just the most painful. It's so hard. You're doing something that you're bad at. You're having to learn along the way. And that time, because it is so hard, is not really a good indicator of whether or not you should keep going because you haven't mastered that skill yet. And you can only know once you've mastered that skill. And what I want to caveat here is that this is just my personal experience of it taking a year or roughly an investment of 100 to 200 hours of my time to learn how to do something. It's going to be different for everyone. And also it's different based on how much privilege you have in your life. I definitely had a husband who was sharing all my bills with me, splitting half the rent and picking up some costs along the way. And so I knew that if it ever got to it, then he could pay some of the bills and I could pay him back later on, however we wanted to work it out. That was nice knowing that emotionally I had a safety net, even if I didn't utilize it. I had the ability to work on the podcast and the Instagram and my writing for a year because I did have some clients and some money coming in. And that was not the case when I started Bold Woods in 2015. I only had three or four months to really see if I could do it, but I also had more time to give to it each day. So this formula is going to be unique to you depending on what variables you have in your life. Some of us, most of us just have to work. We have to work. We don't really have a lot of time. We don't have the ability to keep putting resources behind these big goals if we're not seeing traction. So I wanted to say, I understand if you can't put a year against what you're doing, or in order to put 200 hours of your time into something, it's going to take more like five or six years. And so this is really all up to you and up to you what constraints you have in your life and what privileges you have as well. What I will say here is just give yourself enough time so that whatever you're doing feels really dialed. It feels frictionless and seamless. You feel like, wow, I've crossed over the threshold where I know what I'm doing here. I feel pretty good about my abilities, my skills, and my gifts in this arena. You don't have to be perfect. Of course, no one's going to be a mastermind after a hundred hours of doing anything. Everyone always says it takes 10,000 hours to get really good at something, but you'll know enough about whether or not you want to keep going and you won't have that subjective bias specter of being bad at something hanging over your head and influencing your decisions. 
Okay. So the second point that I'll say is before you quit, you need to have at least one rock bottom challenging moment where you reconsider and reset everything. You need to redo your whole approach that you're taking towards that goal. So whether or not it's a podcast of your own, a business or a side hustle that you're trying to launch, whatever your goal is, you need at least one real come to Jesus moment where you're like, what the F am I doing? And how can I make this better? And I have had that for every single thing that I've done. For those of you early OG podcast listeners, you'll know that the podcast was a very different format beforehand. It was me and my two really amazing dear friends, Tessa and Vanessa. And we got email from a listener that basically was saying that our podcast was not a wellness podcast. We were incredibly privileged and insensitive to the realities of the pandemic. And we really sat with that. We were like, okay, hey, let's pause. Let's take a break from the podcast. Let's think about what it is that we're doing here. We took a break and for a few months, we didn't record anything. And at the end of that break, I felt ready to record, but Tessa and Vanessa were working on other things. So I thought, okay, how can I change this format so that it makes sense for what I want to do solo? So changed it from an hour to 30 minutes, just me, no guests. And I really narrowed in on what the tone and the theme was going to be now that the podcast was in its new iteration. And then I did the same thing for the book. I had spent a few months writing a book proposal and I sent it out to my dream agent and she said, I'm sorry, but your writing is too repetitive. And I really sat with that and I thought, wow, I'm not ready. This isn't ready. I have to reset my entire approach, start from the drawing board and learn functionally how to write. And then I gave myself another year to learn how to do that. So what I want to say to you is that if you haven't fallen on your face yet and realized that you need to make some big changes to your approach, then it's not time to quit yet. You have to keep going because no one ever knocks out a home run the first time they head up to bat. No one. There is no company out there that hasn't pivoted. YouTube used to be a dating site before it became YouTube which is huge. The Airbnb founders had maxed out all of their credit cards and were really banking on this specific political convention to get their numbers up, get lots of users on the platform, and that failed. So they had to go make novelty cereal boxes and sell those to make some money. No person ever became successful before having failed at least once or twice first in huge major ways. So if you haven't fallen on your face, then you haven't been at it for long enough. And if you haven't had to pivot and reconsider 100% what it is you're doing, then you need to do that at some point. You need to keep going. You need to pivot. You need to change because that is the road to success. It is twisty. It is curvy. It is filled with challenges and filled with changes, but that's how it is for everyone. You are not flawed. There's nothing wrong with you if you have to pivot and change. It's simply human. You are learning. And there's an additional adjacent point that I'll make here too, is as you are pivoting and changing whatever it is that you're doing, never let this impact your inner conviction. 
What I mean here is that when you go after your goals, there's a really interesting balance and interplay of ambition and acceptance. On one hand, you want to be super ambitious, believe in yourself, feel confident that you can do it. And on the other hand, you want to play the game that's on the field. You want to be able to bob and weave with the reality of the situation around you. You need to be able to deviate from that initial conviction. And so that is this interplay. It's a dance, right? You are changing as you learn more. You're changing your business. You're admitting that you may have been wrong about initial insights and perspectives that you had. You know that you need to improve, but you also never let those areas of improvement shake your inner confidence that you can do it. And as an example with the book, I knew I was a bad writer. I knew I wasn't good enough. I could tell. It was hard to admit to myself. I went for a long run and I just cried the entire time. I felt so embarrassed and so awful. But I didn't let that rejection impact my core belief that I could do it. I needed to do a lot more work and I needed to become a lot better of a writer. But I knew that I could if I just rolled up my sleeves and put in enough elbow grease because we are humans of infinite potential. And when you practice anything for long enough, you get good at it. It is inevitable. Whenever I'm really bad at something, then I always just say to myself, I'm really bad at this right now. I will get good at this one day. So if you are currently in the position where you're having to rethink everything about this goal and you're starting to feel self-conscious or to doubt yourself, just remind yourself that you may be bad at this right now, but you will be good at it someday. Okay, so my final framework for whether or not you should quit is actually the simplest one. And this is simply to quit if you are no longer receiving energy from what you are doing. And energy can come in all forms. For the podcast, for the longest time, I didn't really care who was listening. I was going through so much in my own life that the podcast was just this really cathartic outlet for me where I could process and really think about and make sense of everything that was going on with my business that was so hard. And I loved having this lock of everything that I was going through. I loved having the weekly prompt to actually have to look within and to see what it was that I was doing for good or for bad. It mattered to me. I got something out of it, even if other people weren't listening to it quite yet. So I kept going. And I also think that the opposite can be true, where even if something has tremendous energy behind it, momentum, if you personally are no longer feeling fulfilled from it, then it's also time to quit. And I think about that with a client who I was so thankful for and have done so much good work with is so unbelievable, but it just felt like the energy had shifted for me and I was moving into a different iteration of my career. And so we were really able to lovingly transition and to start saying, okay, we're going to wind this relationship down, even though for so long, energetically, it felt so good and so right. But I had to admit to myself when it was no longer in alignment with what I was really supposed to be doing on a day-to-day basis, even though it was really hard for me to get there. I didn't want to upset that amazing partnership that I had. I didn't want to disappoint them. 
I didn't want to make their lives harder in any way, but I also knew it was time. So ask yourself, are you still getting energy from whatever it is you're doing? And remember that energy can take many different forms. Energy can come in the form of learning. Are you still learning? Are you growing? Do you feel like you're becoming a more evolved version of yourself every day that you work on this goal? Energy can also come in the form of expression. Is this goal allowing you to express yourself in a way that feels really good for you, even if the commercial rewards and the traction that you wanted isn't necessarily there? Relatedly, is there something important that you are healing in your life through the act of moving toward this goal? Is there an outdated way of seeing yourself that is being healed by your actions? Is there something important that you're working through? Is there some shadow that you need to confront and you're doing that by pushing toward your goal? So know that more than anything else, more importantly than your ambition and your goals and what other people think, more important than becoming quote unquote a success, the most important thing here is you. You have a very short and precious life here in this world. We're only alive for like a hundred years at best. And so why waste a single second doing anything that isn't giving you energy and isn't giving you life? And of course, we all have to work and do things that we don't want to do sometimes that don't give us energy. But when it comes to the places where we have choice, don't choose to keep yourself in a bad situation just because you're concerned about how it may seem. When you have the ability to, do it for you. Make choices that prioritize and support yourself. So just to remind you guys and to recap about what we just talked about, here are the three frameworks that I think about when deciding whether or not to quit something or not. And the first is time. Have I given 100 to 200 hours dedicated to that? And if time isn't the right indicator, do I feel like I've invested enough of my resources so that I feel really good at that skill? Do I feel like I've got it dialed in? Does it feel smooth? The second question is, have I hit rock bottom? Have I had to do a full reset yet? Have I had to fully reconsider my approach to everything related to this goal? And if the answer is no, then I haven't taken it far enough. Failure is what paves every single road to success. And I know that if I haven't failed yet, I haven't created enough opportunity for me to succeed yet. And finally, the third one, the question that is more important than anything, are you getting energy from what you're doing? Are you being healed? Are you learning? Are you being energized? Are you expressing yourself? Is there something that you are getting out of whatever it is that you're doing that is completely unrelated to traction and what other people think and external markers of success? So for all of you guys out there who are pursuing special, important goals, you're amazing. Good for you. It is not easy to put yourself out there. It's really hard to be vulnerable. It's really hard to allow yourself to be bad at something new. Most of us avoid that like the plague. So what I want to mostly say is I'm proud of you. It took me so much of my life until I was in my thirties to be able to take that risk and to put myself out there in that way. And so I just want you to know that the simple act of going for your goals means that you have already won. 
Thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to be really open and vulnerable about times when I've quit and times when the road has been really bumpy and I've wanted to quit. If you want to hear more of it, there's an older episode. I think it's called something like history of all my mistakes and failures. And I think it's really important to talk about how the road isn't easy because I think it normalizes it for anyone who's going after their dreams and for the people out there who want to give off the perception and tell everyone that their own path was seamless and flawless and just unfolded so magically. It's not true. They're totally full of shit. There's no one who got to where they're going without bumps in the road and without having to take detours and unexpected paths. This is just my way of telling you that if you have felt uninspired and discouraged recently, that is okay. It does not mean that you are not meant to do what you're doing. It just simply means that you are human and you're going after something that is really special. So that's all I have for you guys today. If you are enjoying the podcast, please do me a huge favor and rate and review the podcast. It helps other people find it. And really grateful to all of you who have done it thus far. And please feel free to share the podcast on social media. If you need anything, then you can write me at info at resetnyc.com. And as always, I hope you have a great week. And remember to love yourself, to listen to yourself, and to say yes to life so that life can say yes to you. Thank you.